This is the Barbecue Central Show Archives. The Barbecue Central Show airs live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices and a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit them online at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by Big Papa Smokers, creators of fabulous rubs, online retailer of grills, accessories, apparel, and creators of their own barbecue contest. Visit them online at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, creators of injections and rubs, sweeping the nation, doing well in competitions and in the backyard. You can visit them at ButcherBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Call 440-943-2700 and use key term Barbecue Brother when you talk to Steve. Or visit them online at StephenDeFranco.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the best pellet grills you can get on the market today. Varying sizes, not only for your capacity of cooking, but for your budget as well. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com for more information. And by El Diablo Mustard. Looking for a little bit of heat and flavor and regular old yellow mustard? El Diablo has you covered. Six different flavors to choose from currently. And you can find them at LDiabloMustard.com. And by CookingPellets.com. Have a pellet-driven cooker? Why not try out some of the best pellets on the market? And will not void any of your warranties, by the way. CookingPellets.com is the website. And by CookShack, a premier manufacturer of electric and pellet-driven cookers, giving barbecue classes located in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Always running some kind of a special deal. Check them out at CookShack.com. Hi, this is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh! Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big barbecue simple show. Oh yeah. Uh, this is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. You want to jump in on the show tonight? More than happy to have you. 216. 216- Two two zero zero nine six six. That is the phone number. Email address: Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Your email address. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website: the BBQ Central Show dot com. And here's what's happening. All right, come on over here. Sorry. Kiss the girl. Uh, breaking, uh, as a matter of fact, this guy says it best. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. 
Uh, thank you, news guy Greg Ramper reporting from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios. And tonight finds this show at a 60-minute clip. That's right. So, you're expecting two succulent hours of the show tonight. That's not going to happen. I do have a full 60-minute show locked and loaded. Right. So for everybody that's got to go to bed early like you normally do or you cut out after the first hour, don't feel sad. Don't feel like you're being relegated to the woodshed, anything like that. Due to circumstances beyond my control, 60 Minutes is your show tonight. We'll make sure we get in all the reads, all that good stuff, of course. Um, But we do have two great guests locked and loaded for you tonight, the first of which finds him making his monthly appearance on the show the first Tuesday of every month is Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy. That's right. You know, when I say the first Tuesday of every month, do you realize, do you realize it is September? No. It is November already? Days from now, it's going to be raining down snow at a fevered pitch. Yikes. Who else is ready for winter? For people that have the geothermal changes, better known as seasons, who's ready for the cold weather? The Old Farmer's Almanac has this coming winter slated to be worse than last year. It was the worst last year. Like, the worst. I don't remember a winter on record that was any worse than what we went through last week. It seemed like it was seven months long. Snow and single-digit temperatures. Some days started out below zero and didn't get above zero. They just went farther below. This winter promises to be even worse than it. So much so that this coming weekend, folks, I have an announcement to make. For the first time in my life, I'm going to be buying a snowblower. Right. If nothing else, to ward off the heaping helpings of snow that might find its way on my driveway. What's the old saying? You buy a snowblower, it's never going to snow again. Guess what? I'll take it. Thank you. Let's never have it snow again. Could be the best 600 bucks I ever spent if we never have snow to move over the winter. Nevertheless, here's what's coming up in about 10 minutes from now. Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. That's right. I said it before. I'll set it again. I've just said it again. Uh, Coming up at 9.35, one of the most prolific competition barbecue teams on the circuit this year but have been probably for well over a decade the pitmaster of qow mike wozniak will join us catch up with uh mike get a little recap of the actions that went down in the good old laughlin nevada uh, nevada contest the what is it the great american barbecue championship or whatever it was called that ronnie cates put on and if i might Draw your meager attention to the fact that if we take a look at the Laughlin, Nevada event that took place this past weekend, I might draw your attention to the fact 
that last Tuesday I had the current reigning 2014 Jack Daniels champion Darren Worth of Iowa Smokey D's on the show to recap. Oh, yes. Go back and get it if you miss it. It was classic. He promptly told me that he had just got done trimming his chicken for the Laughlin Nevada event, which he promptly won out and won. I don't know how it happens. It just happens. Pitmaster show up on this show on Tuesday. They go to the next event that they're cooking over the weekend. Four days later, they come back and they win. I've proven it time and time and time again. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't not happen. You come on the show. You help me out. Good things happen. I can't believe that I don't have a standing list or a standing request from pitmasters that are out for the first time or the 700th time or whatever. Looking to get the show karma. Darren does the show this past week ago tonight. Shows up in Laughlin over the weekend and wins. Not only does he win the event. No. He wins a freaking Camaro. What? Darren, I don't want to say that the show helped you win the Camaro, but perhaps you want to chip me off 25% on retail, pal. Uh, you know, that's that's safe, I think. That's pretty meager chip-off, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, two weeks in a row. Two grands in a row. Two weeks in a row, two grands in a row. Who's doing that? Darren Worth is for Iowa Smokey D's. That's right. As a matter of fact, we should go ahead and race right over to the good old Kansas City Barbecue Society Top 10 and give you the top five as they sit in order. Currently still atop Warren County Pork Choppers. With their two wins in a row, uh, Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's, now sitting in second place. Tim Grant, True Bud, third place overall. Smoke Me Silly and 1-2 BBQ rounding out your top five in the FBA. Wow. So don't you, not you, but especially you, don't you go and tell me, how can you say, what is this show, Karma? Who are you to say this or that? I don't say anything. All I know is that I sit back, I host a moderately to somewhat entertaining show on barbecue and grilling every week here from the confines of the interwebs in my basement with fresh mahogany walls and nice spotted lights. Pitmasters show up to talk about what they did over the past weekend. Oh, are you cooking this weekend? Yes, and then inevitably they turn around and win. I mean, I don't... I'm merely stating factual content. That's all I'm doing. I'm merely stating factual content. People show up here on this show. They do the show. They summarily go out the next weekend and win. That's just the way it is on the show. That's just the way it is. All right. uh, We are getting ready to take a first break. Let me talk to you quickly 
about Fast Eddie's by Cook Shack. That's right, folks. Fast Eddie's, a pellet grill, a smoker, all in one. It is a stainless steel, 100% wood-burning pellet-fired cooker that uses direct and indirect heat. Up to 800 degrees Fahrenheit. It's the only pellet grill on the market that uses charbroiler technology. Features electronically controlled temperature to eliminate large heat fluctuations that dry and shrink the meat. The pellet grill can barbecue, grill, bake, roast, sear, and smoke. Cook Shack has two models of pellet grills to choose from. The PG-1000 features a fully insulated double-walled roll hood for superior heat retention, fuel savings, and maximum cooking performance. And the PG-500 features a two-way swing lid and utensil holder. The PG-500 and 1000 have many great features, including 784 square inches of cooking space, easy side-loading pellet hop, fully automated wood pellet feed system, stainless steel cooking grates on the direct zone side that produce killer-looking sear marks, nickel-plated grill mark uh, grills on the indirect and top racks, drip bucket, pellet ashtray, 100% stainless steel construction, warming drawer, 40 pounds of Cook Shack hickory pellets, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Which means all you have to do is cook your ass off on it and face for 30 days. And then decide, I don't like it. And then you send it back and you get all of your money back. Who's doing that? Nobody. Nobody's going to let you take a grill, cook on it for 30 days, and then bring it back and get your money back? Hogwash. These are versatile pellet cookers that add full flavor to your recipes, including fajitas, ribs, chicken, steaks, desserts, sides, large cuts of meat. They can do it all, including cold smoking. Grilling with wood pellets penetrates the food with an intense smoky flavor. When you cook with wood pellets, the fuel is consistent. The smoke more flavorful for recipes and how-to videos. Check out Cook Shack's YouTube channel. For more information, you can find it on their website devoted to pellet grills called pelletcooker.com. That's pelletcooker.com. Or call Cook Shack 800-423-0698. Do yourself a favor. If you've been thinking about wood-fired, pellet-fired cookers, give Cook Shack first consideration. Cookshack.com is their main website. 800-423-0698 is the phone number. You can speak to one of their friendly sales associates, experts. Let them know you listen to the show. Let them know that the show encouraged you to stop over and see what's happening. Ask about the PG-500 and the PG-1000. You'll be happy to do Pellacooker.com is the website that talks about all of those cookers. Fast Eddie's uh, website, if you will. Pellacooker.com, Cookshack.com, and uh, 800-423-0698. Dr. Barbecue, Ray Lampy is up next. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Com, your two bits of contact information. Don't forget, coming up in about, oh, 22 to three minutes from now, Mike Wozniak from QOW will be discussing a little bit of that Laughlin, Nevada event. 
catching up with him and see how the 2014 season is treating him. Pretty good, I might add. And uh, first and foremost, we... Uh, let me get this loaded. We will do this. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. That's right. It is the Dr. Barbecue segment. And joining me is Hall of Famer Ray Lampy. Ray, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Chris. Good to hear you. It's, uh, I think, for me, it's neat to say, and joining me this time is Hall of Famer. I can just say that every time now, right? It's kind of nice to hear, too. Yeah, I bet it is. Uh, Ray Lampy joining us. Uh, drbbq.com is a website if you want to check him out here while we are talking. This evening, uh, Ray, lots to get to tonight. Um, we got some uh, Facebook stuff that has popped up that we're definitely going to get into and uh, some other items. Uh, things that I want to ask you about would be, uh, and we've asked about it the last couple times on, but it's a concept that I think was unique. And uh, I don't know if we can say that you're, well, you, I mean, you're one of the originators of uh, what is now the hotbed of uh, barbecue cooking classes. You were, uh, you know, one of the originators of the cooking class. Uh, but you kind of stepped it up and gave people an online option, not competition per se, but how to better up your barbecue, if you will. Uh, so how is the online barbecue classes going right now? Uh, it's going good, actually. It's going real good. It, the first quarter, I just got the report from the first quarter, and it was really good. I mean, it, it's a beginner thing. It's not like these competition classes. Uh, I don't know that, guys, those things change overnight, you know. Um, I don't know if he could keep up with a competition class. This is something to teach guys at home how to cook barbecue. And actually, there's a smoke, couple of smoked tur- turkey ideas on there, too. So, yeah, it's going really good. I'm really proud of this thing. And it's 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 through a company called Craftsy, Craftsy.com. I set up my own page to link to it just to kind of, I don't want to say disassociate, but Craftsy is very much about knitting and, and sewing. and and But they're really doing a lot of culinary stuff now. But it's not – you know, the barbecue thing still is kind of unique to it. So I set up a different page to it. But Craftsy is kicking ass, man. They're doing – if you're interested in all kinds of cooking, you should go look at that because there, there's all kinds of people doing classes. I mean, names that you've heard. They're grabbing people that know what they're doing in every category. It's really cool to be part of. And, and I think it's going to be a big success further down the road too. Uh, Ray Lampy joining us here on the show for Ask a Dr. Barbecue. Uh, we were corresponding a little bit earlier today – and, like, lo and behold, you dropped this mother of all beef tails on me, and uh, you were at a, an egg fest, which obviously you're still the uh, the corporate chef for Big Green Egg, had a long alliance and partnership with them. And you're telling me, tell, ask me about 69 pounds of beef roast. And I'm like, well, that was obviously a misprint. 69 pounds of beef roast? Yeah. A, it's One a hunk? Steak. It, it, one piece, yes, oh and, and I actually didn't want one that was too big. That they'd come bigger. Uh, when I was in Canada, remember when you saw those bacon wrapped alligators and all that stuff we were cooking yeah. this summer? A guy from England, Andy Annett, cooked a eighty six pounder, but I wasn't sure the eighty six pounder would fit in the double X egg, so I requested a seventy pounder, and the eighty six pounder might have fit. I wasn't sure, but I had the double X egg at Egg Toberfest. I wanted to cook something really impressive. And uh, I just thought, 
because everybody wants to talk about a pig. But the thing is, it's round. It doesn't really work. I, I saw those guys up in New Hampshire cooked a pig on it. And it's cool. I mean, it's I really it's nice to cook a pig on a green egg. But they had to curl it up like a dog. And yeah. It, the last picture I saw of it, it looked like the back was kind of broke and it didn't look that cool. The 69 pound beef rose looked as cool as hell. It was just a gigantic uh, leg of beef. It's like a thigh. It, it used to be a real common, like a, a buffet at a hotel cut. You know, they remember the guy would have the bone and slice the thing. And yeah. You rarely see the bone anymore. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that, but you rarely see the bone anymore. But so I got this thing, and when my chef, my friend Chef Eric Mark from uh, Orlando, got it for me because you can't just go in the store and buy this thing. <laughs> and it showed up, and, and it's 69.5 pounds or something. We put it on the egg and cooked it for 10 and a half hours. And I, I sliced it at Eggtoberfest. You always try to one up the guy next to you at Eggtoberfest. And, it's pretty hard to. It's gonna be hard to one up me after that. I had a car, but I was hesitating carving it because I knew there was gonna be a line. I was just gonna to have to carve the whole thing. I had to carve straight through like for a whole hour to carve the seventy-pound beef roast. And we sent the the bone home to the marketing girl's uh, dog. He's a giant lab, and I'm sure he was happy. Oh, I bet he was, uh, Ray. So let me ask you two questions. Uh, one is uh, Eggtoberfest, I guess, for the people that maybe are. Uh, new to barbecue, or they've been thinking about a big green egg or something like that. Uh, what is Eggtoberfest, and, and how did that uh, genesis come about? Well, it started, uh, big green egg has always had this quirky reputation, and it started with a handful of guys. I think this was the 17th or something like that. They they uh, went to a bar. Or not, I think they did it at the store, or maybe it was at a bar. There was a, one of them 57th fighter group kind of restaurants in Atlanta, right over where Big Green Egg was. So they all met over there and brought a Big Green Egg and cooked, and they called it Eggtoberfest, and they had another one, and then it grew, and then it grew to where it was too big for that restaurant at like 300 people. I may have the beginning of it wrong. I apologize to the guys that started it. There may be a little bit more to that story that I'm blowing, but it has grown r rapidly. And then they had it at the Big Green Egg facility in Tucker, and it got to about 1,500, and it was too big for that. Then they moved it over to Atlanta Motor Speedway in between Ooh. two garages, and it got up to about uh, like like 5,000. Really? And, and they, they had the opportunity to move it to wow. Stone Mountain. They always wanted to. They had the opportunity to move it to Stone Mountain, and they did. And now it's about four or 5,000, and I don't know that it'll ever get bigger or should. But it's like returning to the mothership is what we call it. It's basically 5,000 people that show up to stand around and look at the green egg, which they all have one at home already, and talk <laughs> about it, how cool it is, and cook stuff and eat stuff. And that's basically it. There's no real – there's no real purpose other than just hanging around, but it's a beautiful day and it's a lot of fun. And this is uh, a a spirit which has caught on, and so not only is there the mothership Eggtoberfest is the one you're talking about, but uh, people that are fans of the Big Green Egg or other barbecue communities across the country that are devotees or fans of the egg itself have started their own uh, Eggtoberfests, and, and they range across the country. Yeah, I think there's like 30 some of them now. There's going to be a big one in Melbourne, uh, Florida. There's a, a dealer, Wasis Meat, that took that one over, and they are going to really step it up this. I think it's in March in Melbourne. If you're looking for an excuse to come to Florida in March, uh, come on down. It's going to be fun. Does I think there's like 35 of them around the country. What kind of a, an active interest does a corporate Big Green Egg have with that, if, if anything? Um, not much. I, you know, they, they, they offer some guidance, but I think kind of the beauty of it is everyone kind of has a life of its own and it's, 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 
you know, it, it happens locally and it's organic. I'm sure that the, because we've got distributors, there's distributors around the country. So, so, you know, there's always a local distributor and they are involved with most of them, but everyone seems to have a little different life of its own. Uh, I try to go to as many as I can, but I can't, you know, I can't spend my whole year going to, not that I would mind, but I can't really go to Eggtober for Eggfests all year. Uh, I've probably been to 20 of them over the years that weren't Eggtoberfest. Can like can somebody uh, approach you and or have you ever been approached to come out and, and do an appearance at Oktoberfest? I mean, you got to be one of the more uh, recognizable names that go along because of the long relationship that you've had with the corporate side. Yeah, I mean, I go every chance I get. They, all, I mean, every dealer can request me through the distributor. Big Green Egg pays me to work with them. Problem is, I'm almost impossible to get, and everybody knows that. But the good ones stay with me and and keep bugging me and and keep you know keep a good relationship open. And when the opportunity comes, I go. I mean, it's, I certainly like to, it's just, you know, the scheduling is just hard. Um, like, uh, Diane up in New Hampshire at Tarrington, old friend of mine. And, and she just seems to happen often that that week is available. So I've been to that one three or four times up in New Hampshire. And, uh, I used to go to, uh, the original egg fest is in Waldorf, Maryland at the distributor up there. And I used to go to that one every time I could. And I love going to them. Yeah. I mean, I, anybody who's having an egg fest, always give me a call. The problem is it's like I'm available, except I'm almost impossible to book. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ray Lampy joining us here on the show for the monthly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Uh, the other thing I wanted to hit on quick before we get into the Facebook questions, Ray, is uh, I think it was either the last time you were on or maybe it was the time before uh, you were had just gotten through an appearance on the talk, uh, showing them maybe it was tailgating stuff or whatever the hell you were doing. Uh, or, uh, and not, But you've already been on again. So now you are two stops into the talk. You're like the resident barbecue stud man on the talk, which is a bunch of broads talking around kvetching, right? Yeah, does two appearances mean I'm a regular? It could be. Yeah, uh, well, you watch out. Don't take Ask Dr. Barbecue over those bitches. Forget about it. Uh, you stay here. You, Greg. I, I right. try to get the plug in again. They wouldn't let me. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're great. I mean, I was really pleased to get that call again. The original thing came through the National Pork Port when I was promoting the pork chop book and they called back and they were doing a, I don't know if you saw it there. It's on my website. The second appearance, they were doing a, uh, it's CBS and they're the home of Thursday night football. So Thursday they're having somebody on to do a tailgating thing every week. And they found, they said, Hey, call that barbecue guy again. And I went and I, they were, I mean, it's a great gig. They're as nice as they could be. And, and the pork board loves me going to do it. They help support me on that one. And, uh, and you actually get paid. I've never done a, like an appearance like that where you actually get paid, but that's even better. But heck, I'd obviously do it for free. So, and there's nice as could be. It's, re- it's totally professional. Um, there's like, you know, every kind of soda you could imagine in the refrigerator when you get there. You got this, I got your own dressing room and stuff. It's really, it's cool. It's a big time deal, man. Is the studio paying you or is like the pork board or how, who's paying you to show up? Yeah, the studio. I, really? I think it's because it's California. It's at the, you shoot it at the CBS studios on you know the place where they do all the cbs shows yeah so it, it might be a union thing or something i don't know for some reason uh, i didn't ask i just took the check yeah right run to the bank cash make sure it doesn't bounce everybody's happy right <laughs> well i'm pretty sure cbs's checks are good yeah um so you know my mind is ever uh, wondering about stuff like this so you get on a show like the talk now twice what kind of bumps in any social media or website traffic or book sales spike or anything like what do you see if anything from doing hits like that the first time i was promoting the book 
everybody knew that, so they specifically promoted the book, showed it, uh, talked about it. And I saw a bump on Amazon, uh, which you, you can watch. You know, all authors do it, obsessively watch the yeah, ratings right. on Amazon. Um, and I saw a bump there that day, and I, I know it did help. Uh, other This time I didn't see anything like that, but I don't follow my web page traffic specifically day to day. So I don't know. There might have been a bump there. You know, I, I tell I say this to a lot of guys that, you know, one appearance like that, even though as big as it is, it, it's not that one thing that puts you over the top. It's the the cumulative, you know, to be go on there four times a year would be phenomenal. You, you never get much from that one thing. But but over the course of years, you do enough of that stuff and people start to recognize you. And, and frankly, you get good at it, too. It makes it a lot easier to do. Um, but the one one thing is it's about the same as being on Barbecue Central. So you're meaning it's life changing. That's, that's all you had. You went a long way to say it's life changing, but that's fine. I appreciate it. Exactly. Uh, all right, uh, Ray, let me. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I completely forgot about this. When you were talking about the 75,000 pound round of beef that you cooked for Eggtoberfest, uh, you know, at 70 pounds, what's the like, what's the cooking method there? I mean, this isn't like a two, the two inch thick cut steak. Yeah. Where like, wow, I didn't really thick. know. I, I, I so I was guessing, I asked the, the hotel chef guy that got it for me, I asked him, I said, I'm thinking about 10 hours, 10 to 12 hours at 275. And he said, yeah, that, that'd be about right. Because in a hotel, they would cook it in a, like an alto sham, a slow cooker overnight, yep. roast it. And uh, so I was just kind of trying to emulate that. But we got it on a little later than I wanted to. So I wasn't sure. So I bumped the temp up to 300. I put the plate setter in the egg, put the guru on there, and uh, – set it at 300 and which probably cooks a little lower than that because the temp is reading up here you know you put the clip up on the on the temp gauge up there so it probably cooked about 275 and i left there we put it on about 8 30 at night and i got there at seven in the morning and it was done so i didn't i didn't know i made sure to get there at seven just in case i didn't expect it to be done but it was but you got to remember it's a beef roast too you know i only wanted it I, w- I was hoping to get it off about 130, 135, and I think it was about 140 when I got there. But it actually was great because it rested then from 7 till like 11 yeah. when I served it. You know, So, you know, you always want to – the bigger something is, the longer you want to rest it. Well, the 70-pounder needed a four-hour <laughs> four rest, and actually it was perfect. It was, it was a little more done than I would have liked, but it, it was tender and juicy, and, you know, that way you didn't have people saying, well, I don't want the rare piece. And, yeah. It was definitely not overdone. There was plenty of pink in there, and uh, and yeah, it was. I you know next time I, I I don't know. I'm guessing it would take about the same time. I I you know it was a shot in the dark. I'm glad I went at seven because if I had showed up an hour or two later, it would have definitely been overdone. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ray Lampy talking with us for the we, uh, monthly Ask Doctor Barbecue segment. Drbbq.com is his website if you want to check it out. Uh, I have a Facebook question uh, from famed competition barbecue pitmaster. <clears throat> and show sponsor Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue. Uh, really good question, by the way. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it here prior to the uh, show, Ray, but it says if you had the chance to write a cookbook that wasn't barbecue, what would it be about? Yeah, that is a great question. Dave's a good old friend, man. I I first met Dave when he was first starting trying to develop uh, the the whatever what the butcher injections and. And I got to try some of the original stuff, and we've been friends ever since. He's a good guy. Um, 
you know, the reality is I have had that opportunity, but not too far off track. I wrote the NFL book, which included salads and sandwiches and oven baked stuff and soups and chilies and, and a lot of things that weren't barbecue. So that was my first opportunity to get away from it, uh, which really I enjoyed that because of the diversity. Because I do like to cook besides barbecue. I, you know, I, I really probably was a better cook in the kitchen than on the barbecue pit in the early days. Um, so I was really happy to do that. And then pork chop as well is probably half the recipes are grilling or smoking and the other half are, are cooked in the oven as well. So I've had the opportunity, but, you know, really neither one of those is too far off track. If I could write the one thing I like to cook probably more than anything is soup, soups and stews. If, but I don't think anybody's ever going to hire me to write that book. So I always, I sneak them in where I can. Um, you can always cook a stew or make a chili with some smoked meat. But, but if I, if I had my choice and I could write one book just that nobody cared about, I would write a book about soups and stews. Let me ask you something. Uh, staying in the stews vein, uh, at least up here in the Northeast, we're going to start experiencing winter rapidly, uh, probably as early as the weekend. And uh, stew is always associated with the warming, the comfort food and stuff. Do you have a, like a, a go-to recipe for stew that you uh, would tell people about? Um, no, I, I, I really don't, you know, because it's, it's funny when I cook barbecue or grilling or that kind of stuff, I always have to measure because I'm writing recipes. So there's a scale and a bunch of, of uh, uh, measuring cups and tablespoons and stuff in my kitchen because as even if I'm just making dinner before I would throw something in the pot, I'll measure it. Now I've gotten to where I can pretty much tell you how much I'm going to put, but, but I still measure it before it goes in there. If I'm cooking a soup or a stew, I really don't. It's kind of like whatever's around. Uh, so no, I, I don't. Um, the one thing I'll tell you, all my soups and stews do end up really heavy on the meat. It's funny how that happens, you know, I, and there's generally not a lot of green vegetables in there. So they do tend to get extra rich and, and heavy, but maybe like a beef barley soup, you know, that it's not technically a stew, but boy, if you put too much barley and too much beef in there, it gets to be like a congealed thing. And on a cold day, that's pretty good eating. Do you have a, like a, a suggested kind of beef for the stew or, you know, whatever's on sale is good enough? I look for something with a bunch of fat in it and bones if you can get it. Um, you know, bones are hard to come by at the supermarket these days. Uh, but oh yeah, always if you're going to make a stock like that, uh, shanks are good. I, I actually I like beef shank. You see those cross cut shanks in the store because you'll get this texture to the soup, the the collagen. And you'll get like a gelatin from the bones and that shank meat, and the soup will just uh, get becomes gelatinous and it gets that that mouth feel, that like kind of gooey texture to it. And I love that. I just think that's Adam Perry Lang when I first met Adam. We were talking about something like that, and he, we were talking about lamb shanks, and he said, that's chef food. And, and it, I always think of it like that because it's that, you know, that, that cut that you everybody walks by in the store. But if you cook it right, it magically makes this sauce around it that, that is just not like anything you ever had before. Ray Lampy is a Hall of Famer. You find him here on this show once a month. His website is drbbq.com if you have questions for next month, shoot them over, askdrbbq.com. That will be December. Oh, my God, the first one. We're already in November, Ray, if you can believe it or not. And as always, I appreciate the time. We'll talk soon. My pleasure, Greg. Good talking to you. All right, take care. There he is, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. For the weekly Ask... Jeez, uh, oh, Pete! It's not weekly! 
<clears throat> for the monthly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Always appreciate that. I'll talk to you quickly about Big Pop Smokers. The one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring comprehensive selections of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Pop Smokers has made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs. The rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event to include the 2012 and 13 World Series of Barbecue in Kansas City, the 2012 and 14 Jack Daniels Invitation, 2013 Kingsford Challenge, 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, and many more to come. BPS also banded together with fellow California-based barbecue rub company, Simply Marvelous Barbecue, to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based barbecue rubs have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created two of their own unique competitions, King of Smoker, which brings the best of the best in the barbecue world head-to-head in a back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker unique in the fact that contestants may not use any electric devices such as pellet cookers or pit minders. Contestants are just allowed to use charcoal, wood, and their wits to win one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions around. The other competition that BPS has started is known as the Guinea Pig. That is a cost-controlled competition that helps bring in newcomers to the competitive barbecue world. It also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, which helps provide incentive to get new competitors into the world of barbecue. On top of all of that, Big Papa has created a unique brand ambassador program, the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote uh, to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the United States. Keep in mind, Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all of this within only four years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competition, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers and their website, BigPapaSmokers.com. Check them out. Also, a public service announcement from Stephen DeFranco. That's right. Christmas coming soon, folks. Visit Stephen DeFranco right now. StephenDeFranco.com, 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. And tell Stephen you are ready to make purchases. You want to consult with him, look at the watches, the rings, all the jewelry, all that stuff. StephenDeFranco.com. We'll make sure you're hooked up with exactly what you're looking for, not try and upsell you on anything. Forget about that. Feel confident that Steven is going to take care of you. He's the guy I buy all my jewelry from all the time. Repairs, everything, you name it. If you can stop in, see him in person because you're in Greater Cleveland, he would love to do it. Otherwise, tell me your barbecue brother or sister when you call him on the phone, 440-943-2700 or stephendefranco.com. We are back with Mike Wozniak right after this. Stick around and be right back. to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, uh, welcome back. 
Thanks again to Ray Lampy, 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Don't forget, we are ending top of the hour tonight. Uh, my next guest, a championship award-winning pitmaster, uh, winning competitions too numerous to mention probably at this stage of the uh, competition career. Uh, but we race to the hotline and welcome back a friend of the show, pitmaster of QL, Mike Wozniak, joining us here on the show. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, Greg. How about yourself? Doing absolutely fabulous, Mike. Appreciate you making time for the show as always. Uh, have you like made it back home? Are you uh, still kind of in transit after uh, the Laughlin Nevada uh, event? My wife and I are holed up in uh, David Qualls from American Dream Barbecue. You know, we're holed up in his casino at the hotel here in uh, beautiful Miami, Oklahoma. Uh, uh, tomorrow we're going to make our way to Springfield, Missouri, and then Thursday we'll do the St. James, Missouri Double. And um, that'll be probably the end of the KCBS competition for the year. So uh, double, that means two competitions back-to-back then? Yes, it does. Wow, brutal, right? You're well-seasoned, though, at this point of the of the uh, barbecue career. You can do doubles like every day, probably. Uh, I'd prefer not to. I yeah. am burnt out. I'll tell you what, this is the end of a long... We've cooked every weekend since the 1st of March, and I need some uh, some time off. I'm burnt out. What do you think of this uh, uh, Buffalo Thunder uh, Casino out there? I mean, that's a pretty nice place, right? Yeah, we had a, a double contest here in March. In fact, that was our opener. We did a double here, and I think uh, we took a third and a fourth overall. We got a 180 in, uh, in ribs. Um, but it was a nice concept. I think David is planning on doing another double uh, next spring. I don't know if it's confirmed yet or not, but uh, if he has one, We'll be here because uh, he was a great host. Well, I can't tell you for sure if he has it or not because I have not been asked to come back out and MC. As soon as I hear that, though, I'll let you know, Mike, and then we can firm up plans. And that'll be great. Uh, all right, so let me uh, ask you about this past weekend. Uh, you were in Laughlin, Nevada, a lot of good teams out there, uh, a hike for a lot of people, I guess, if you're not necessarily West Coast-based. And uh, mm-hmm. y- you see this... This guy, uh, Darren Worth, who uh, the week before wins the Jack Daniels, turns around and now wins Laughlin, Nevada, and a car to boot. Uh, he's seeing a pretty good two weeks of cooking, isn't he? Uh, Darren's had an excellent year, actually, actually about a year and a half. Uh, Darren and I started out about the same time. They started out about a year later. And because they're from Iowa and we're from Illinois, we've, we've competed against them for all these years uh, just because of the proximity. And, uh, you know, my wife, she's still a little upset over losing that Camaro by a point, uh, by half a point. But, uh, you know, he deserved it. He's, he cooked very consistent. Uh, we had uh, two good categories. And what I think what killed us is uh, I overcooked the chicken dark meat slightly, and I definitely overcooked the ribs. They were uh, they were on the soft side, so we had to cool them off so they'd stay on the bones. But, uh um, yeah, I, I, it was probably my mistake that we're not driving that new Camaro. Is, I mean, I've, aside from the obvious question, is winning a car exciting? Uh, is that is that something that you are interested in, like getting a car? Or is that something that you're figuring out, oh, hey, we're going to go down there if we win it, somebody's driving it back? Or, I mean, is it not that big of a deal? Uh, no, that would be a very big deal. Uh, we won that particular contest two years ago, and there was not a car uh, last year there was the first year they had a car as a, for the GC. I think we were fourth, and then uh, this year we were second. And uh, yeah, we've already had figured out uh, 
Beth would just drive the car home and, and talk with me. It might take us a week to get home, but we'll get there. Yeah, absolutely. And and half a point, so that's almost like a, a bigger kick in the ass than it would normally be, right? Um, yeah, we've lost by <laughs> less than that, but uh, that was a lot. Uh, you're talking about a $50,000 Camaro, yeah. you know, so... Uh, when you look back at the uh, categories you mentioned, chicken and ribs specifically, uh, I think there was a perfect score in there uh, somewhere too. Was that uh, was that the pork that was uh, perfect? We had a, a per- yeah, we had a one eighty in pork, and then uh, there was the Thai and uh, brisket. There were three one eighties; they were all perfect. Um, and in fact, our pork, we were a little, you know, pork's a funny category. Uh, earlier on in the year, we had a one eighty in pork in Washington, Missouri, and then like two weeks later, same exact pork. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And we got a 143 up in West Lawn, Illinois. The only difference was judges and, and judging locations. And uh, same thing here. Last week at the Jack, you know, we won pork in both both contests last year at the Jack, in the regular contest and in the Circle of Champions. We were first place. And then this year, same pork. We, we cooked the same pork, you know, for probably two and a half, three years now. And, um, uh, we were 50th and then we come to Laughlin and we win. And it was, we, our, our pull was right on the money, I think. And, uh, our slices, I did some, you know, money muscle ends and, uh, a couple of them were just overcooked and mushy. And luckily I found six slices. I could put in the right six slices, but, uh, you know, pork, it's, it's either faster, uh, you know, feast or famine with us on pork. And I, I cannot give anybody a death, definite answer on what is the way to do it because one week we'll win next week we'll be down the near the bottom it's just it baffles me i mean obviously you're you're seasoned and you've done it i mean if darren's been doing it for 12 years that means you've been doing them probably for 13 years and 14 yeah 14 uh, so you you win it one week you get a perfect score uh, this past weekend as you said you were 50 spots to the less uh, the week before at the jack daniels mm-hmm I mean, as a cook, is that just something that you just have to know going in that this is going to happen on a more or less week-to-week basis? You're, you're going to fluctuate that bad? Or are you just like, man, this is so frustrating to know that it was the same exact thing, and this week it's 50th, and the next week it's perfect score, and, and I win the whole category? Um, it is very frustrating, and it seems to happen with us. It may happen in other categories to other people, but for us it's easy pork. Um Chicken, I mean, our chicken scores have been down this year, especially, but we let for a long time, and then about June, our dark meat scores just fell off. We do a, a white, a combination box of white and dark, and we know that was the dark, so we we actually, at the Jack, we kind of changed everything up, and uh, we took a third, and we're still playing with our new uh, presentation and, and new, uh, you know, what we're putting in the box. But um, brisket, we've been real consistent with. But uh, and ribs, I think we're fairly consistent with. But pork, we're just up and down. And uh, I don't know if that's you know the nature of pork. Uh, pork is to me is the easiest thing in the world to cook. I think anybody should be able to cook a pork butt and get a pretty good product. So I maybe that's part of it. Where you know on any given weekend, you know somebody's going to end up with some good pork. And uh, then again, you know we have so many. Uh, we cook a lot up in Wisconsin and uh, Northern Illinois, and that seems to be where we have the trouble with the scoring than pork. Uh, I think there's a lot of new judges up there, and our pork's a little different than other people's. We cook it a little bit differently. Our flavor profile's a little different. But then again, like, we go down south, we do real well with it. Uh, the two years we went to Washington, D.C., we won pork both times there. Um, 
you know, we won the uh, Jack Daniels last year with our pork. So um, it's it's it, it seems to me that that one category of pork is much more regional than any of the other categories. For instance, I know when we used to go to Georgia, we used to do the best of the best in you know Douglas. The last year we did it, um, it was an imitation on an open. And the first day we didn't do, we were say averaging pork. And the second day, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to pull it down and just mush it because that's what I heard they liked. And I did that. I mean, I literally poured juice out of a foil on it and just mushed the pulled part of it. Our slices were, were the same as they always were. And we got a second place pork. Wow. And it was pork that I personally, you know, I don't like this mushy pork. I don't like to see it with all that juice in it, but it did well down there. It scored well. So to me, it's a regional thing. What kind of a, of a flavor profile are you using? Are you, are you uh, using you know stuff that's popular out there right now, seasoning wise? Do you make your own when you're uh, uh, when you're out there? What's your preference? You know, I'm one of these guys. And I think I've, I've spoken with you about this before, and I when I just helped with Scotty's uh, barbecue class. I think, especially on the two big meats, that the rubs are highly overrated. Something that you're cooking that long. Um, you know, that many hours, a lot of those, those, those seasonings, besides the heavy stuff like salt and, uh, you, you know, uh, sugar, especially, you know, that's what burns off. It caramelizes. Um, the two years that we were team of the year in pork, all we put on our, and I, I literally, a lot of people think I'm lying, but I, my wife would be, you know, she doesn't lie. You know, she might think I do, but she would vouch for me. All we put on it was kosher salt. And what we did after it was cooked then, that's when we would add the seasoning. You know, once we got the meat pulled or sliced, that's when we would add their flavors. Because there, you're not going to burn it off or anything. Uh, it's going to be that what you put on there stays there, and it's in, a, in the form that that it is when it comes out of the shaker. You know, when I shake it on the outside of a pork butt and put it in the cooker for, you know, 13 hours, what 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 the bark ends up with is something totally different than what, what went on it. And uh, when we would do the real slow, we cook everything hot and fast except pork. And we would put the kosher salt on there. We'd put it on the bottom of the cooker at 210, and I'd put it on there all night long at low temperature. And the bark that came off that tasted like bacon. You know, you've got this nice salty, and the fat melts off of it slowly, and you got the pork, and you rip a piece of the uh, bark off, and it just tastes like bacon. It's beautiful. So... I mean, that just seems like so divergent from what everybody would sit here and tell me on a on a week to week basis. Oh, it's this rub or it's that rub, and it's a lot of this and it's a lot of that, uh, but not so much. It's just uh, salt. It was salt for you, and then that was it. And then rub later. Well, makes exactly. sense to me, and right? It's like we don't we don't sauce anything in the cooker either. When we sauce, it's in a trailer. And it's not going back on the heat. Uh, we found because we used to put a lot of honey in our sauce. And we found that when we put it back on, the smoke and heat were, were really changing the flavor. Like honey, I think agave is a real uh, delicate one. If you, I know some people use that. It's really susceptible to uh, reheating. You change the flavor of it. So we just got away from that. Um, on our ribs, um, you know, I, I, I season those late. Uh, put a little light season on, on them to begin with, but uh, when they're done is when I season them up again before we take them into the trailer and uh, sauce them. I try to do everything light because now my seasons are on there and they, they taste like they came out of the shaker. Um, yeah, I know there's a lot of people that swear by this or that, and uh, I I don't find that that's true. I mean, I've been doing this a long time, 
and I've done everything a lot of different ways. And like ribs, we used to do this where you put your seasoning on, put it in a plastic bag uh, Friday morning and then cook it Saturday morning. Well, you open them up and your bag's full of all this liquid. You're pulling all that natural juice out of the ribs. So we don't touch our ribs um, until uh, 10 minutes before I put them on. I put them on at 8 o'clock in the morning Saturday. That's the first time I touch them out of the cryovac. I mean, they're already trimmed. I've got them trimmed down the sides. They'll have fat trimmed off them, but they haven't been touched. You know, um, we re-vacuum pack them. We, we don't touch them until 8 o'clock, right before 8 o'clock. Put them on for a while, smoke them, and then, uh, then we season them. We give them a little smoke before we season them. We find that works really well. Mike Wozniak, the pitmaster of QOW, joining us here on the show. Uh, Mike, you're going to be doing the double this coming weekend, uh, and then you said that'll probably be it for you for the year. Um, uh, 2015, a little ways away, not uh, much farther, though, anymore. Uh, do, do you still anticipate doing as many competitions next year at this point, or uh, do you see that changing at all? Um, at this point, I don't know. You know, right, right now i got a bad... <laughs> I got a bad knee. I'm all busted up. It's been a long season. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, we'll probably start out in March and see what happens and, uh, and uh, you know, cook every weekend for a while. We do have a summer vacation plan. About every five years, uh, my wife's family, we, we take a summer vacation in Florida, which that seems like the stupidest place to take a summer vacation, but uh, that's where we're going. Um and so that'll be, that'll take like two weeks off, but, uh, you know, we'll cook and then, uh, and see how it goes. Um, you know, this year we started out like gangbusters and then, uh, you know, sort of the middle season, everything kind of fell apart. Uh, we're still right up there in brisket. Uh, we've got 28 over 2,800 points, which is an extreme amount for a category, but Donnie Bray, um, the guy's just phenomenal. And he's, he's got way more points. You know, he's got 28, uh, close to 2,900. And uh, so it, it's, there's no point in us trying to catch them. And so that's why I think uh, after these next two contests, we're probably done. But uh, we did get an invite today to the uh, King of the Smoker from uh, Sterling Ball. And uh, so we will go out and do that. Um, I think it's the second week in December. And uh, that's, a, that's a good one to go to. And that's a little more relaxing. You don't have to worry about prepping any meat or anything ahead of time. It's all there. You show up and, and do it on site. Uh, Mike, one last question here before I let you go. I appreciate the time tonight. Uh, somebody on Facebook wants to know if it's time for you to pull out the ragu chicken recipe and share with everybody. <laughs> well, that's probably uh, you know Scotty Johnson or Parrothead out of South Dakota because uh, I've always accused them of uh, putting ragu. It's got some kind of Italian uh, seasoning in their uh, chicken <laughs> recipe. And, uh, yeah, it might be time to uh, switch up here and, and try something off the wall. All right. Well, we'll see how that works out. Uh, Mike Wozniak is the pitmaster QOW. He's doing a double this weekend. Uh, Mike, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on tonight. Thanks, Greg. You got it. There he is, Mike Wozniak. Uh, Blake Moody says, Mike has forgotten more about competition cooking than I will never know. Let me tell you something. Uh, for the folks that have a, I don't want to say no idea who uh, Mike is, because quite frankly, if you've followed competition barbecue for any amount of time, uh, for any given competition season. You know he's right up there always in the top of each category, typically in the top uh, 20, top 10, sometimes leading the uh, king of the or, uh, team of the year. He's, he's been a KCBS team of the year. Uh, I believe he might he's, he's even might have tied, tied for one and then won one outright or something like that. So uh, 
in the genesis of competition barbecue, uh, QWOW has been one of the top teams for nearly uh, a decade and a half. Not like because they cook a lot, um, because they win a lot. They win a lot. They've won a lot. Easily one of the most prolific competition cooks uh, that is currently still on the competition circuit, but uh, that you will probably ever see in the uh, course of competition barbecue history. So I always appreciate the time that Mr. Wozniak gives to this show. Uh, folks, I'll be talking to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru, longest-running sponsor of the show. It's uh, automatic pit temperature control devices, right? So if you don't want to tend the pit temperatures, none of that stuff, you go to thebbqguru.com. Or you call them, 800-288-GURU. Ask them questions that you have. If you want cookers, look for the Onyx Oven. Fully insulated, holds a ton of meat. Winning on the competition trail. And in the backyards. Of course, they're going to work seamlessly with all the other uh, Guru temperature control devices that you have. But uh, this is the stuff you want to look at. Party Q, Cyber Q, Wi-Fi, a number of other different things to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. 800-288-GURU, that's 800-288-GURU, or thebbqguru.com. And, of course, you know i got to talk to you about Butcher Barbecue, baby, yeah! The new stuff is out, the uh, the pork, the open pit pork injection. Hotcakes, baby, everybody's buying it, you should too. Of course, you know about the other stuff that Dave has, the beef injection. The Prime Injection, the Pork Injection, the Bird Booster, all stuff available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. If you're looking for the go-to rubs and sauces, you know you can stock up right here. A full line of award-winning rubs and sauces. Everybody knows I love the Honey Rub. Give me a five-pound bag. I'll make it work all day. It's 50% of the North Coast offense, which I've only named because I'm the only one that uses it when I live on the North Coast. Nobody else can say that. Honey Rub is 50% of the North Coast offense. I'll talk to you about it offline. If you ever want to know, it'll charge you a price. Uh, If you inject with Butchers, use the Premium Rub formulated to work with that injection. Perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. And then, of course, you know the sweet barbecue sauce. I drank it here on the show right out of the bottle when I first got it because it was that good. You're going to want to buy it six because they're going to go fast. No worries about breaking the bank on shipping either. Items totaling up to 55 bucks ship at $8.50. Between 55 and 200 ship at $9.75. Or just save yourself the shipping cost. Order $201 worth of products and are all shipped for free. If you have any questions, Dave is there to help you out. Going to help you with the backyard stuff. Maybe if you have some questions about competition, you may or may not answer those questions. But typically he does. He's a good guy. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com for all of the stuff, all the injections, the rubs, the sauces. You'll be happy that you stocked up. Trust me. Send me an email. Tell me I'm a liar. We'll fight. I'll see you on the street. We will fist fight. ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We're back to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, uh, we are back. Somebody in the chat room, Blake Moody, I think uh, Mike has won every category in the KC Best at least once. I believe that to be exactly true. Uh, I believe he's won Team of the Year twice as well. Tied with, I think one year he tied with 
Mike Davis of Laudable, and then either won it outright the year before or won it outright the year after that. I could be mistaken. Or did Tuffy, did Tuffy Stone tie with with Mike Davis that year? Actually, there was a tie one year, and then the next year was one of these. I mean, these are some of the best cooks ever. You know, the Mike Davis from Laudables, uh, Wozniak, Mike Wozniak, and Beth uh, Wozniak, one of the most prolific teams out there, uh, of course. Uh, so, you know, uh, when he's out there talking, I mean, listen, to, did you hear what he was talking about with the seasonings and what he does and when he doesn't use it and when he does use it? More importantly, you think I'm going to cook my ribs uh, different next week? You're damn right. I'm going to cook them different next week. No rub until 10 minutes before they hit the deck. That's right. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap up all the way back about 35, 40 minutes ago. We talked with Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy, recapped some uh, talk stuff that he did. He's back on there again. Go to drbbq.com. You can check out that segment on his website. And he also talked about some book stuff, things he's got coming up, the online barbecue uh, classes from uh, Crafty, Artsy, one of them, Crafty. I don't know. I'll find out. I'll put it in the show notes. Also, uh, we ended the first hour slash show with Mike Wozniak, pitmaster of QOW. You can follow him on the Facebooks. Uh, Of course, you have to follow him at Beth Wozniak, which is the wife. She's the social media guru of the family. Uh, If you have raw cast iron, re-season it each and every time. Uh, Once you are done with it, heat it up, hit it with the grill brush, let it start to cool back down as it does. Little Pam, little Crisco, right? Let it burn back in. Season it each and every time for Generations of Rust-Free Service, September 11, 2001. I will never forget, uh, abbreviated show. We'll be back with the full two hours next Tuesday. But until then, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.